Welcome to The Snap with Sydney Jones. What's up, Broncos country? Welcome back to the Broncos Podcast Network and YouTube for this week's edition of The Snap. I'm your host, Sydney Jones. It's week 10 of the regular season, and the Denver Broncos are back at home as they host the Philadelphia Eagles this Sunday at Empower Field at Mile High. So joining me on today's episode is Eagles on-air personality, Gabriella Giovanni. We'll chat about this Broncos-Eagles matchup and, of course, touch on Gabriella's career as well. Gabriella, thanks so much for joining me today. Yeah, thanks, Sydney. I'm so excited. It's excited to have you on. Gabriella, how's it, how's it going? How's the season treating you so far? Good. A lot of new faces in Philadelphia. So it, it was definitely busy during training camp. Uh, a lot of stories to follow, which has been exciting. And um you know, week in and week out, how the season has kind of progressed. There's obviously been highs and, and lows, but kind of riding those out with um, a lot of new guys and obviously new coaching staff here has been exciting and challenging and kind of all those things wrapped into one. You mentioned the ups and downs. We certainly had those here in Denver. We're on the come up right now. And the Broncos are looking to get their first season sweep of an NFC division since 2015. I mean, they've already taken down the Giants, the Cowboys, the Washington football team so far this season. So the Eagles are the only ones left in the NFC East. Gabriella, from the Eagles perspective, what are your thoughts on this matchup as a whole? Yeah, this is um, definitely a challenging one, I think, for both sides, but for very different reasons. Uh, the past two weeks, the Eagles have really started to get their run game going, and it has been successful. Uh, starting off two weeks ago in Detroit, uh, the run game got going, and it didn't really stop. Uh, Miles Sanders, unfortunately, suffered an injury the week before, and so Jordan Howard came up from the practice squad. And as of today, Wednesday, as we're talking, Jordan Howard has now been signed to the 53-man roster. Um, he scored three rushing touchdowns in the past two weeks and Nick Sirianni even said he's been the spark uh, that this offense needed to get going and so that's been exciting but I, I think what can even be gained from the running game is um, gained I'm sorry from the running game is what that will open up for the passing game we saw Devonte Smith have an incredible game last Sunday against the Chargers so it'll be interesting to see how the offense builds on that um, going into Denver. Now the Eagles, all of their wins this season, they picked up on the road. So we'll see if they can do it again. They're winless at home, but all their wins have come on the road. So I'm, I'm excited to see the challenge, um, but Denver's defense is no joke. So uh, it's going to be a good one. Yeah. And I mean, in addition to the guys you just mentioned, obviously Jordan Howard, Boston Scott, they've really stepped up in place of Miles Sanders, like you said, but Jalen Hurts, he's also seen success as a rusher. I mean, 494 yards and five touchdowns on the ground so far this season. That kind of adds a different dynamic to this shift you guys have had offensively, right? Yeah, we were just talking about that today in some of the press conferences. Um, how how do defenses prepare for Jalen Hurts? He's a hard quarterback to prepare for. He's not just going to stand in the pocket and throw all day. I think on Sunday against the Chargers, he threw 17 total passes. Um, he was very efficient when he passed the ball, but there's always the threat of his legs, always. And um, what he's been able to do with his legs, especially the past two weeks, um, his in his decision making and and when deciding to to rely on his legs, have been such smart decisions and have been effective decisions and game changing decisions. Um, so he's definitely hard to defend. And as kind of all these pieces are starting to make their way together between the running game, the passing game, and then Jalen Hurst's development, it's only only going to get a little bit more dangerous for defenses because. 
the pieces are starting to come together and Jalen Hurts is kind of turning that corner. And so it's going to be interesting to see how the rest of the season season starts to shake out. Right. You, you mentioned Jalen Hurts' development. How have you seen him really come into his own in his second year now that the, the team is really his? Yeah, I think that's the biggest thing. The team is his, right? Last year, it wasn't. He was the backup quarterback, and he was in a role where he was learning. But we can't forget, he kind of had to relearn as it's now a new staff, right? He was learning under Doug Peterson and Carson Wentz last year, and now it looks completely different for him. But when you talk to guys all in the offseason and all through training camp, you never hear a bad thing about Jalen Hurts. It's always about his leadership, his attitude, his composure, his work ethic. I mean, the same player that you saw at Oklahoma and Alabama, you're still seeing in the NFL. Uh, he's very professional, um, very poised. I mean, he sits in front of the media and, you know, handles it all day long because he's done this. He's, he's been in these big time situations when you go to a school like Alabama and Oklahoma. So I think that is probably the biggest thing is that he was handed the keys um, but now what he is doing with, with that responsibility and that leadership, um, I think speaks volumes to who he is as a person, but also the experience he has as a football player. Now it's just a matter of putting it all together. And I think that's what we're starting to see now here from Jalen Hurts. Right. And you mentioned Devonta Smith, the last game against the Chargers, him and Jalen, they really got that chemistry back in the second half. What do you hope to see from that duo this weekend going up against, you know, Broncos secondary that's coming off arguably one of their best games that they've had so far this season. Yeah. I mean, I guess the chemistry to just keep building, right? I mean, Devonte Smith's currently on, on pace for a thousand yard season, which is exciting. He's had two games with over a hundred yards. So to stack those types of games consistently, of course, is what all Eagles fans want to see. Um, but again, going back to that running game, if they can get it going on the ground, I feel like it only opens up more opportunities for the Devontae Smiths, the Quez Watkins of the world to really make big plays happen. For sure. A little bit about this Eagles defense. They've seen like they've struggled a little bit this year, to be quite honest. I mean, especially against the pass. I read a stat earlier. They've allowed five different quarterbacks this year to complete at least 80% of their attempts. How do you hope to see them really improve this weekend and step up against Teddy Bridgewater and you know this the strong Broncos receiving core? Yeah, defensive coordinator Jonathan Gannon was asked a lot about this, and that number was said quite a few times in the press right. conference yesterday, and obviously it's a point of emphasis this week. They want to get that number down, and so I think a lot of that is going to come from how can they pressure uh, Teddy Bridgewater. Last week, Justin Herbert was getting that ball out so, so quickly, and so of course you're going to be efficient and accurate when you have quick eyes, which Shane Steichen, our offensive coordinator, worked with Justin Herbert the year before. And he knew that the kid is quick. He knew he has sharp eyes and he can see things quick and get the ball out. So they kind of knew what they were walking into, uh, but he was very efficient and productive last week. So definitely pressure up front. They were very successful in doing that against Jared Goff the week before. Um, the Eagles have done a very good job in their secondary and eliminating those big time passes down the field. So I hope to see more of that continue this week. But also it's a game for the linebackers. TJ Edwards has stepped up huge in that linebacking core, especially the past, excuse me, two weeks. He's had 25 tackles in the past two weeks. Really a leader, ball hawk, getting to the ball quickly. He spoke today, um, kind of taking the... I guess the credit away from himself and crediting the whole group, but he has really, really shined. And so I think it would be a huge opportunity for the linebackers, especially on Sunday. Well, last one about the matchup here for you, Gabriella. 
who's a player, maybe a sleeper to watch on the Eagles that you think might have a big impact on this game? Who? Um, I touched on TJ Edwards. Uh, I don't know if that's really a sleeper because I think we're starting to learn a little bit more about TJ Edwards in the past two weeks. Um, I would say Avante Maddox, as of right now, he is day to day, uh, according to Nick Sirianni today. Again, we're speaking on Wednesday. So who knows what that will look like on Sunday. But Avante Maddox has also had a great season and he's been a huge part and why that secondary has really been able to hold their own. Um, so defensively, the TJ Edwards, Avante Maddox of the world offensively, again, it's been the big story, which is the run game. So of course you want to see production out of those running backs and Jordan Howard, Boston Scott, and that rookie Kenny Gainwell, but you have to give credit to that offensive line as well. And I don't think people understand what that offensive line has been through this season losing Brandon Brooks, Isaac Siamalu, Lane Johnson wasn't avail- available for a few weeks. Even guys that were stepping in were getting nicked up at times. Jack Driscoll, you saw Nate Herbig in there. Um, so the young guys on that offensive line, especially Landon Dickerson, the true rookie, he barely played, I don't think he played at all in training camp due to an injury. Um, the offensive line is definitely an area that um, Broncos fans can look out for. All right. Well, Broncos country, you heard that, you know, how to, who to keep your eye on now, Gabriella, I appreciate your insight on the Eagles and helping Broncos country get to know their opponent a little bit, but let's switch gears. Now, as many of my listeners know here on the snap, one of our main goals is to highlight women's impact in and around the NFL. So let's dive into your career a little bit, just to start. Can you tell me a little bit more about your role with the Eagles? What's your day-to-day kind of look like down there in South Philly? Yeah. So game days, I hope host the post-game show alongside Fran Duffy and Ike Reese. Ike Reese was a former Philadelphia Eagle himself. Um, So game days are all dedicated to hosting the post-game show. During the week, I cover the team a lot off the field. So anything that players are doing out in the community, we're on the ground um, covering it, getting the content. We'll turn it around for some pieces for social media and the website and all that kind of stuff. Obviously, of course, sitting in on press conferences, doing a lot of voiceovers, different types of shoots, uh, working with Eagles Autism Foundation when there's content requests, a lot of different things that no day is the same, Um, but definitely have my hand in a bunch of different things with the team. What would you say your favorite part of the job is? Um, I mean, I love game days. I feel like if you work in sports, you were a fan before, right? There was something that got you to fall in love with sports. And so for me, it was always game days. I love kind of the build up to a game. I love the prep all week leading up to a game, even just kind of diving into some storylines with you is things that I love and look forward to. Um, Cause it's just so fun to talk about and break it all down. So definitely kind of having involvement in game day coverage and um you know it's a challenge like post game is is hard because it's reaction and analysis and having to process what did I just watch and how can I articulate my thoughts and you know generate conversation around that so it's definitely my favorite part but also for sure the most challenging scariest part for sure (laughs) how long have you been with the Eagles now this is my third season. So second season obviously looked very different as we all know in 2020, uh, creating content from home, as you know, is a different animal, but I'm definitely grateful for the experience because it was such a challenge. And so now I feel like when it comes to storytelling, it's like, I I did this when times were much harder, you know, so you can really kind of draw on, 
um, how tough that was at times to kind of make stories now even better than they were before. Right. I started last year at the beginning of COVID. So this is really my first season kind of in the action. So I, I know exactly what you mean. Yeah. Whole new ball game. <laughs> exactly. Well, three years prior, kind of what did your path look like to get to the Eagles now? Yeah. So I went to Ohio state for undergrad. I'm actually originally from Philly, born and raised. Oh, um, wow. fan. Yeah. <laughs> We're just sometimes hard covering the team, like to not be, obviously I, I, work for the team, but to not be biased is also hard. Um, I remember last week on the post game show when I was, we always preview the next week's mashup. And so when I was mentioning the Broncos, uh, they just beat the Cowboys. And I remember I came, I was talking to my mom and she's like, you sounded a little too excited that they beat the Cowboys. <laughs> I'm an Eagles fan at heart, but uh, anyway, I just went off on a tangent, but I went to Ohio State for undergrad, uh, leaving Philly. Right after school, I worked in Boston first. I was a team reporter for the New England Revolution there. Uh, so I got my start in Major League Soccer, which was an incredible experience. I absolutely loved it. Still follow the team and keep in contact with some of the people that I worked with there. Then I freelanced for quite a bit with the Big Ten Network because I had gotten involved with the network in college. Um, I was living in Chicago and freelancing with some of the teams there along with BTN and things of that sort. And then I um, came back to Philly here and I've been with the Eagles since. And I feel like working for a team, it's okay to be a little biased. Yeah. <laughs> that probably helps in your favor. Yeah. And like at the end of the day, you know, when you get, you're so involved in a team, right? Like you want them to do well, no matter what, and like see this thing through. So born a fan or not a fan, like you still have a little piece of you that of course wants the team to do well well Gabriella were there any challenges that you really faced along the way to get to where you are today um I think like the biggest challenge is there's no path right like you are creating every step that you take and so I think that that's challenging at times to be so mentally focused I feel like you have to be so on all the time, because I always feel like, you know, if I'm not on, what am I missing or where am I falling behind? Or, um, I found a way to start to like balance that and challenge those thoughts as I've gotten older. But in the beginning, I definitely feel like you get just thrown to the fire and you're thinking, okay, now what am I supposed to do? <laughs> you know, it's not the type of career where you go to school, you get this degree and then you apply for this job. And then you, you know, there's like a path. There is no path. We are literally making this up as we go. And so I feel like that is a, a huge challenge, um, especially because as you are going along your path, whatever that is, it's, it's about improving. It's about making connections. It's about, you know, doing all of these things so that you can continue to grow and move forward and accomplish the things that you want to in this business. So I would say that's definitely the hardest thing, maybe more from a mental standpoint, but um, I think definitely a challenge that a lot of people in this business can all relate to is kind of figuring out your path and, and how to stay the path, even when it's super hard. Absolutely, especially since everyone's path is different. Yes. A lot of the times when you're looking up to people in the industry and you kind of ask them like, how'd you get to where you are? It's not gonna be the same path for everyone. Never. <laughs> Well, last but not least, Gabriella, what's one piece of advice you'd give someone looking to get into this industry, no matter really what area of it they want to work in? Yeah, I found, um, especially as 
I've gotten older and have become a lot more confident. Um, I think back to my first job in New England and being, you know, 22, just spit out of college and like who I was then and who I am now feel like two totally different people. Um, But what I wish that I did more of then was being, which is hard and it's easier said than done, but being so comfortable and being me. You know, I feel like when you're leaving college, so many people, mentors and, and, it's, it's helpful and they mean well, but they try and armor you so much to like expect the worst, like brace for impact and right. prepare for, you know, X, Y, and Z or like, this is going to be so hard. And so I went into it. So just not allowing myself to just be there and be present. And I was so, I had my back up straight, like waiting for something to happen or something to right. go wrong instead of just being there and, and working on my craft and covering the team and not worrying about the next step. Um, so I think allowing yourself to just be and just be you um, and just be present in, in where you are, because it is, you feel like you are on a hamster wheel and you want to get to the next thing, but sometimes you just have to be where you are. And so I wish when I started, I thought more like that. Um, but that's just, you know, that comes with time, of course, and, and doing this for a little while. I love that you said that I have to remind myself to be very present with what it's I- very hard. Sometimes. It is because like in this industry, like you said, it's always what's next, what's next, what's next. Mm-hmm. Like you get to a new position. You're like, okay, where can I go from here? Instead of exactly. just and social media makes that more difficult too. I think because sure. you'll still open Instagram and see so-and-so has moved on to this. And it's right. so easy to look at that one person and think everybody's moving forward mm-hmm. and I'm stuck behind or I'm not doing anything or you can get so consumed and wrapped up in that stuff. So like bringing, centering yourself and bring yourself back to where you are in this moment and all the wonderful things that you're doing, I think is very helpful and kind of keeps you level in what you're doing in this moment. And it's only going to pay off as you do eventually move forward. Absolutely. Great advice. I love it. Well, Gabriela, so fun getting to chat with you today. Thank you so much for joining me. Yeah. Thanks, Sydney. Thank you for having me. Well, that'll do it for this week's episode of The Snap. Thanks so much for tuning in and make sure to meet me right back here on the Broncos Podcast Network and YouTube next Friday for another fun episode. See you all then.